Hello and welcome to ISA's fifth episode in our podcast series, ISA's First Year School Survival Guide. My name is Dhruv and today I'm joined by four amazing panelists. Guys, can you introduce yourselves? Hey guys, I'm Prithvi. I'm a second year here. Hi guys, I'm Vivian. I'm also a second year here. Hi everyone, my name is Ritvik and I'm also a second year. Hey guys, my name is Ritika and I'm also a second year. Awesome. So guys, some of the stuff we're going to talk about here today uh, are, are basically just a guide for our first years about how they should navigate first year. This can range anything from tips to suggestions and even for some of us here recounting some of our favorite experiences because you know very obviously our first year class will not have a normal first year class and we want to do our best to make sure that they can uh live through us or like live vivaciously through us vicariously through us so that they can have the best experience possible and then also we want to do it for our upperclassmen as well and so that they can get some of that nostalgia of what it was like to be a first year so without further ado, let's jump right into it. So guys, when I say first year and I'm asking for tips, right? Like I'm an incoming first year. What is some of the best advice you guys, you, you guys can give me? So definitely, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is, and the thing I think I was really good at was just building a schedule um, with school, with everything. If you're on ground, it's about how much you meet other people and things like that. And I think you guys can attest to that, that building that schedule early and sticking to it was one of the best things I think I did and biggest tip I could give any to anyone. I definitely agree with you, Prithvi. I think one of the things I benefited most from was scheduling in time for everything, lunch, working out, hanging out with people, because you kind of realize how much you can do. Like college is the time when nobody's telling you to do your homework. And so it's really up to you to schedule that time to take care of yourself, to spend time with your friends, to work out, to try new things. Um, so sticking to a schedule would also be one of my biggest tips. Yeah, I, I really agree with that too. And also like going off of schedules, I feel like my best friend was like, like alarm. So like I would put in so many alarms. Like even if I go in now, I probably have alarms from like 6 a.m. to like 7 p.m., like 10 minutes apart. <laughs> And that was only because the number of times that I accidentally fell asleep in the middle of the day and then woke up five minutes before like a lab was that was like a 15 minute walk. That was not a fun time. So I feel like, yeah, definitely making sure that you're like on top of everything that you need to do at the right time is like a super big thing. Yeah, I think everyone really emphasized the importance of the schedule and I totally agree with them. Another tip I kind of have digressing from that would be in terms of meeting people and like, I think you should be very open, be um, open to new experiences, open to talking to people you probably might not have been friends with or have met back home, open to new opportunities. And I think one of the biggest things that I did that really helped me my first year was not taking myself too seriously. And I know that sounds odd, like you're in a competitive environment but you need to be able to laugh at yourself. You need to be able to let go of your inhibitions and try something that might make you seem ridiculous. But just letting go of your laughing at yourself will definitely like help you first year, in my opinion. Well, actually, I wanted to go back to something you said, Ritha. You said that you really would advise people to meet people. So that's actually the next topic that I want to cover here in that uh, 
so we're first years are coming in. We're all coming in, um, having been through this with the same uh, people the entire school system. You know, from kindergarten to twelfth grade, and now we're coming in and we have almost no friends. So, what are your guys' advice for meeting new people? How do you handle those types of interactions? So, in terms of meeting new people, I first reach out to people that were forced to be around me, and it's. In, in my first years, I hung out with my hallmates a lot. I still keep in touch with them only because, you know, those are people you have to be friends with. And I think the, the branch off of meeting new people would be being like friendly, kind and everything. Uh, but I think that's another tip that I would really take uh, or tell first years would be to make sure you're kind to everyone. And uh, cliche, it's very important um, that people see you for who you really are. I really agree with that. I was actually in a suite my first year and I became insanely close with this group of like six girls. And I remember walking into my suite on like the first day of move-in and just staring at the girls and being like, I do not. There's like a 1% chance that we're going to become friends. And now all of us live in the same apartment building. So I think like Brittany said, like, your hallmates, your suite mates, people that are around you are going to become some of your closest friends because those are experiences that you're not going to go through with anyone else. You can, your best friend can be at UVA, but if they're in a different dorm building, they're not going to be there at 2 a.m. when there's a spider in your bed and you need someone to get it out, you know? <laughs> so really be open to your hallmates. And if you're not having that experience, you know, like if your RAs are doing like Zoom things or if your RAs are doing like other virtual hangouts, like I know it sounds stupid and I know it's so annoying to be at home or not getting that full experience, but really, really take advantage because you're not going to regret it later. Yeah. And I feel like even though having your hallmates and sweetmates as really good friends is like super beneficial and it would be amazing to have those people um, be friends with you throughout your first year, especially because they're all going to the same thing. Obviously it's not always going to happen. Like I remember last year, like the first semester that, we were in school my we were like pretty close to my hallmates but none of us really hung out and like we, it was a pretty quiet hall in general so I feel like I took a lot more advantage actually of people who were forced to be near me in terms of like class and so obviously you would see the same people three times a week or two times a week depending on the class and projects and homework and study groups and all those people because you're going through like the class with them and you're working you're studying together um, I feel like they are also, it's a really good opportunity to make like really good friends through them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, my first friends at college were definitely my uh, hallmates. And that was awesome because we all were in the same boat and uh, everyone was super friendly. But I know that's not always the case for everyone. Um, but for me, I think the way I made some of my closest friends are through uh, the outside experiences I had, whether it was joining clubs or in my classes, like Rithvik kind of touched on. I think that was definitely another opportunity to meet people and make new friends. And I know for you guys, like a lot of first years, you probably are taking virtual classes. So it's definitely not as easy uh, over the computer screen to do that. It might feel awkward, but like, again, try your best. You Just be kind to everyone, like Prithvi said. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that, that you talked about there about uh, what first years can do um, if, if they're taking classes completely virtual or even staying at home and not even coming to grounds this semester. 
And so that kind of takes me to my, my next question here is that I know a lot of your guys' experiences last year was uh, perhaps cut short a little bit by the spring semester, but you did, got, you did get to experience quite a bit. And so can you guys speak a little bit about that? Like what sorts of experiences uh, do, do you really think are valuable uh, about being on grounds and, you know, also maybe some things to look forward to uh, for first years if they're off grounds? Great. So in terms of like off grounds, uh, people are online. Uh, almost every club or CIO uh, here at UV has now has a virtual presence. And looking back, it's I met a lot of my friends through clubs. And now that those clubs are online, um, there shouldn't be any barriers of meeting new people through those clubs as, as well. Uh, but more importantly, I think I found a lot of my friends through like breakout rooms, through, through study groups that, that were pushed um, as classes got harder. And now that's more meaningful than ever. Uh, people that are home are going to be in more breakout rooms, uh, in more small groups for classes. And I think that's a good place where as someone at virtual would make really good friends as well. Um, I, I don't know if you guys can talk to this, but being on grounds, I just like the outdoor, outdoors. I like being on the quad. I like being on um, on the central grounds as well. Um, I just enjoy the outdoors. Make sure you can enjoy it socially distance, of course, uh, with people you really like. Um, kind of to your point, Brithy, about clubs being online. For example, you know, this semester I say like made the call to be completely virtual, so we could, you know, cater to our on grounds and off grounds members and make sure that if our members are off grounds that they still feel included. And I like, for example, GBM is this Sunday and I've seen exec put in so much time and effort to making, you know, the club feel as inclusive as possible. Even those that circumstances are so different and so honestly (laughs) difficult to manage for, but definitely go to these meetings, definitely go to these events. I, And I know like how difficult it is to be sitting in your, you know, like childhood bedroom being like, you know, I thought I was going to be in my dorm right now, or I thought I would be, you know, here right now, but really take advantage of it. Because I promise when you're a second year, you're going to wish that you went to that 30 minute meeting because clubs are making an effort to put, you know, members in breakout rooms or play ice breaking games and any effort is better than no effort. So definitely go. That would be my advice. Yeah, I really agree. I feel like finding a way to meet people through clubs, even even online, would be like a super um, good thing for like making friends and getting close to people that you weren't really close to before. And even in general, when you're online, especially people who are at home, like not that close to some of their friends, I feel like FaceTime and Zoom are going to be like super valuable friend making tools, especially when you're like in a class or in a club. Like how Divya said, we have a lot of breakout rooms and a lot of people obviously are in small groups um, when they're in school or when they're like doing a club activity. So trying to push to like, you know, have your videos on, talk about your lives, just like get to know each other online without being awkward. Obviously, it's like really hard because we're all online and like we're not used to interacting with each other other that way. But I would say really trying hard to like not be awkward and just you know, just be free with everyone so you can try to make those relationships happen. Yeah, I guess I would have to echo everyone's sentiments regarding um, going to virtual club meetings. It's definitely feels a little awkward at first, but remember, everyone's on the same boat and the breakout rooms, a lot of clubs, especially ISA, 
and many other CIOs, they're really making an effort to give you guys that social experience, even though you guys are maybe distant, socially distanced. And um, I think even for first years as well as non-first years who might be listening, just it's not too late to try something new, go outside of your comfort zone. And this year does not have to be like a halt for everyone. You can still go out and experience not go out, but you can still experience things virtually. So don't think like it's a redo year or anything. Try everything you want to do. Absolutely. I completely agree with you guys there. And I like how uh, Divya did a little bit of that self-promotion there. You know, this is the <laughs> ISA podcast. So I have to throw that in there. Um, but yeah, so so what Divya was referring to is actually the general body meeting. And uh, that's happening um our podcast is going to be actually released after that general body meeting. So you guys will have already been to that, but yes, so that's what Vivio was referring to. And however general body meeting goes is, is very much going to be how the rest of our semester goes by say events as well. It's going to be completely online. It's going to be over zoom and we're going to have it come very, very well organized and, and thought through. So you're not going to be missing anything just because it's online. And on that note, um, you guys got to experience what it was like to, go to classes in person last year, at least for a little bit before they moved online. So can you guys talk a little bit about, first of all, how it was like to go to those classes in person, but then now also how you're managing uh, your, your time and your class schedule now that it's online. So um, that's actually funny that you bring it up because looking back on the year, definitely something I learned like the hard way. Uh, coming in first year, oh, taking 9.30, 9 nine o'clock classes every day is pretty easy um and i'm like i was going off the assumption that oh, i got up for eight o'clock for uh, classes for high school uh, but my first semester of having every week a nine or nine thirty class really got to me and i realized that i i was a morning person i wanted a morning routine before getting to classes and a lot of that was just suffering because i'd either stay up really late or something so i understood myself i learned from myself and then the next semester i pushed myself to having only 11 and 11 and 12s so that I could have a good lunch before class. I could get a good night's sleep. And although this is not the course for everyone, it's something that applies to people off grounds, on grounds and virtual as well. And it's something I'd really, really place emphasis on, especially those first years that are over-evaluating or overthinking that they can get up really early because trust me, it grows on you. I could not agree more. I actually was in a 9.30 first semester and I got out of it so I could be in an 8 a.m. because I wanted to go to the gym at five. I wanted to be like the first person there and then I wanted to go to class and that happened a total of one time. And I remember waking up, I think it was like the middle of second or middle of first semester, 7.52, I had an eight o'clock um on central grounds and I lived in Dungleson which is the suite so I was you know the motel so I was a good oh, no. 10 to 15 minute walk and I remember I remember running out my dorm with two different shoes and a pencil and I was running and like a bus driver stopped and he like helped me get on the bus and that was like I swore to myself the first and last time I would ever take an 8 a.m because I am a morning person I love mornings, but like Prithvi said, a slow morning, in my opinion, is so, so important because the rest of your day is so jam-packed, regardless of whether you're on grounds or not on grounds. You guys definitely have work to do. 
So getting that morning to yourself, getting time to wake up, meditate, work out, have a cup of coffee, journal, do whatever you want, but like have that time for yourself and a good night's sleep. I cannot emphasize that, you know, enough. I like read all these articles second semester about how sleep was so important. And I was just mind blown because I was really bad at that. You know, like in college, I feel like it's like, ooh, I'm so cool. I only slept two hours. And then I look back and I'm like, you're just like <laughs> making your life harder. So no, yeah, don't do the 8 a.m.s. Don't even do the 9 a.m.s. <laughs> like try for the 11s because um, you're going to regret it later. Don't yeah, even do the um, 11s, man. Just like, just don't have class <laughs> like three o'clock every day. It's great. <laughs> First years can consider themselves worn now, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wish I could relate to being a morning person because I actually like waking up in the morning is probably like my least favorite experience of the day. <laughs> I would honestly like stay up all night if I had to to get work done and like just chill because then I feel like I can just sleep in peace and get up like whenever I need to get up. But like I first semester, I also had a 9 a.m. And it got to the point where like at the beginning of the semester, you know, every first year is like super like excited and like oh yeah I'm gonna do everything and I'm gonna be so good at school but obviously it got to the point where I was in Watson Web first semester or like first year and so, so that was like oh that's hype that was like right next to the Lyle Maupin bus stop so I, it got to the point where I had a 9 a.m so I would like get up at 8 30 I would like decide if I wanted to take a shower and then I would like I would check the bus I would check rider and I would check what time the bus was coming so I could be at the bus stop a minute before the bus was coming and just get on the bus like two minutes because and because like my class was in Central Grounds and that was like my routine every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And that's what ended up happening. So I feel like when when that class was over, I was like, I'm never again taking a 9 a.m. Like that was that was the decision I made. Um I think one thing everyone should know about me is I absolutely love to sleep and I love to eat. So for me, I can't say I'm a night owl or a morning person because if I can sleep, I'm going to take the opportunity to do so. But with that said, I do agree early morning classes like the earliest I would recommend is 11 a.m. But at the same time, I was that kind of person who would wake up at 830 and like, I just liked a slow morning, I would do a little studying, I would get like a nice breakfast, like I was really into like, a very relaxed, zen out morning. But with that said, um, one of the problems I faced first year is my roommate had very early classes. And I'm a very light sleeper. So I would wake up as soon as she woke up. So it didn't really matter if I had a late class, I was up anyway. And not complaining. I love my roommate and it worked out for my worked out for the better because I was definitely not sleeping in and wasting time. But um, yeah, I think maybe if you can, if you know your roommate, like you can coordinate your class schedule. So like if you're a light sleeper like me, maybe you pick earlier slots because at least you can go ahead and take a class instead of just being awake. So yeah. So I think there's a the clear consensus here that uh People do not like getting up early, even if you were a morning person before. There, there may or may not be bias in that decision. <laughs> no, college classes are so exhausting. I think you all can agree with me. It's yeah. not like high school where you're like, I did seven hours in a row. Yeah, like, exactly. 
I, yeah. An hour and a half will drain you. Like, it is so hard. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I think, because uh, a lot of times in high school, what you end up doing is that you'll you'll have little breaks in, in like, middle classes. Like, the class will get kind of rowdy, and the teacher has to be like, all right, everyone come back in. You'll play some. Exactly. <laughs> or like the classes turn into study hall or something like that and now that i think about it like every class is this lecture 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 take all the information you want Mm -hmm. and if you don't get information sucks for you um but yeah that that's something that first years and everyone really has to understand is just be prepared to absorb the most you can from the lectures even though the 50 minutes long yeah it's definitely going to be a change like discussions for me were a big change because in high school it was like like every you're in the you're in a class with the same people every day so basically every day was a discussion or it was just like sitting in class and like listening to the teacher or like you know whether or not you were paying attention didn't even matter at that point but like in college you went to a lecture like for me it was either like a 200 person like hinduism lecture and then that friday i would walk into a class with 15 people who were ready to like talk for like an hour about things i was not ready to talk about so (laughs) That's definitely that was definitely a big change for me as well. Yeah, I think uh, Prithvi and and Ritvik talked about this a little bit, but Divya and Ritvik, if you want to add on, so can you talk a little bit about how um, you have to kind of study different, or like you have to approach classes a little bit differently than you would in college and high school? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. So, I first semester came in very confused about what I wanted to do. So I took a very diverse course schedule. And one class that Ritika and I actually took together was History of Modern India. And (laughs) I walked into this class and I was like, I am modern India. I was like, I'm a first generation (laughs) Indian American student. Like I got this. And I remember Ritika and I got our midterms back and we were like, what is this? And that's when I learned how to study. I think middle of first semester was when I learned how to study in college because I don't know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but in high school, I felt like, you know, you could get by with studying the night before or like two nights before. But in college, I felt like you needed to review pretty frequently if you wanted to do well on that midterm because you have no tests before that. There's no, nobody's testing to know if you know the knowledge and Um, I think that can really affect you negatively in the future. So definitely keep up with your classes. I think it, you know, it it sounds stupid to be like, I'm just going to study on my own time, but, or I'm going to like review my notes from today, or I'm going to like make a Quizlet after each, you know, after five lectures. But in the future, when you have to take that final and it's a hundred questions all the way from the start to end, it's super, super helpful. Okay, but also that being said, uh, don't try to fool yourself saying, oh, I'm going to study with five other people um, in this library space. Oh, or that's yeah, what no, that, no, no, that, no. Right, so uh, that, that's not really studying. Don't say, oh, I study for five hours today. <laughs> uh, just be mindful about what really mindful studying is. And uh, that's one of the biggest things that I learned. Uh, it's very easy to get social and less studying. Yeah, I feel like one thing that really worked for me was at least like speaking towards bio, because I think that was my hardest class for a semester, was that it took me a while to figure out that like I had to read the textbook first. And then like a week later, I had to take notes 
and then before I even met with my friends, I had to already know everything so that like when we got together and people had questions, we could like actually talk through it. Mm-hmm. So like, I think I realized for some classes, studying was more like a multi-step process. Whereas in high school, I would like stay up for three hours the night before and just like grind everything out. Exactly. I feel like college, especially like the difference in exams too, like everything was so much more applicative and like, you know what I mean? It was just, it wasn't the same. And I think people need to realize right. that even if they don't know how they're going to do it when they go in, at least be ready to try to figure it out. Just don't give up in the first couple like weeks thinking that you're going to ace it. And then just because you don't well, don't do well the first time doesn't mean you're never going to get it. Like it's, it's an ongoing process. Um, I completely agree with all of you. I kind of need to go to Divya's point about our modern <laughs> India class and just say the first midterm was a huge wake up call for us. I know for me, like high school was pretty much a joke. I put in minimal effort and it worked out. Uh, And because of that, I never knew what studying methods worked for me. If I was a visual learner, if I needed to write down notes, like I just didn't know how to study. And I think I started getting a grasp of it as the year progressed. So don't feel like dejected if you don't get it right away or if your first couple grades are bad. And I know for me, I'm an econ major. So a lot of the econ classes 40% of your grade is literally one test and that's the final. And then 20 to 30% is another test and that's your midterm. So 70% of my grade is based on two tests. And if I don't know how to study for it, I'm like literally, I don't know if I can cuss, so I'm not gonna, but (laughs) I just can't, you know? And I think for me, another hard part of college is a lot of the history classes that I took or religion classes, anthropology, all of those classes, um, a lot of them are writing based and I'm not a strong writer. And for me, I not only was I not a strong writer, but teachers have very differing opinions. They have Mm -hmm. ways that they like you to write and very subjective grading. And that is exactly why I think me and Divya didn't do so great on our (laughs) midterm. But yeah, so don't feel dejected. It's not always you. Sometimes it's more about knowing what the professor is looking for than just do you have the knowledge or not. So I think that those are really smart things you should be aware of. Like, how does this professor grade? Not do I know everything I need to know? Of yeah. course, know everything, I, but yeah. That makes, I think that's like an interesting point you brought up. Uh, and it's only because on the contrary, I'm studying computer science and engineering school. And a lot of my classes are technical, um, objective, etc. But just the one key to a tip I really want everyone to know is Dutch knockout does not mean slack off. Oh, yes. I took a Dutch And it gets very scary very fast. Can you explain put that Dutch out there. knockout very quickly? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Dutch knockout, it's in mod- it can be modified one way or another, but ultimately it means that uh, the grade you get on your final, if it's better than the average of your midterms or one of your midterms, in any variation, um, the grade on your final trumps uh, your grade in those in your midterms. And although you can take it at face value saying, oh, I can get straight zeros on my midterms and still get 100 on my final and get 100 in the class, that's much more easier said than done. And, and I took a Dutch knockout class and um, it, it does, once you start not doing so well in the midterms, there's a lot of tension that builds up there. Yeah. But I just want to put that out there for, for the first years. Um, I actually to make sure they know yeah I took two Dutch knockout classes and it didn't work for me twice 
So I'm telling you, I have a 0% success rate. Um, actually, the second Dutch knockout class I took, I did better on the final, but the final was curved down, which for first years, just so you know, finals, Ma- can, like classes can be curved that- down macro. Yeah, yes. I had that same thing happen. Yeah, that was, that was also that? a experience, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I don't think I've cried that much because I was like, are you joking <laughs> right yeah. now? I remember like emailing the professor and the TA and like, you know, trying to go through the syllabus and all these things. And it's not worth it because, you know, what you know, the worst is? yeah, wait, sorry. No, no, keep going. I, I don't know if all of the majors do this, but for econ, they literally give you like a point system mm-hmm. and they tell you at the, after the final and everything, they're like, we'll scale it based on everyone's grades and I'm like yeah. okay so I'm not gonna know my grade at all till you guys magically come up with some kind of scale like I could have got 90% in the class but that might have been equivalent to a C if everyone got like 95s exactly oh, also so, like, like the it. physics department does the same thing where it's like halfway through this halfway through the semester like I took I took physics lab over the summer and halfway through the semester, they were like, oh, everyone is doing really well. So we're going to bump an A from a 92.5 to a 95. And then everyone, like, no one got an A. Like, that's, so that's, that's a thing. Actually, someone said something interesting, uh, reading your syllabus. Uh, again, first assignment you'll get at college. Uh, very important. Uh, make sure you understand everything it says, write down the key dates. Yeah. I think that's like a given point that um, many times I did not do that. And uh, many times I was uh, sorry I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Um, so another I... thing, cheat sheets, not a thing. Just so like you guys <laughs> oh, know, <yeah>. like <laughs> you, Ooh, it, no. you, it does not do anything for you. Um, so when you have a class with a cheat sheet, just imagine that you don't have one. Okay. Well, I thank you guys for this insightful conversation about, I didn't know this one question would, would bring up some conversation here, but I've also, I think we've also beat the, uh, the horse of uh, how to handle classes to death here. So now I think I want to move in a different direction now, right? Because, you know, we're college students, we're much more than just our class schedule, right? Like we do things outside of, outside of class. So now I want to move in a little bit of a different direction and, I know each of you guys has a club that you guys do uh, alongside ISA, of course. And so I guess I kind of want you guys to talk about that, like see what that's like. So we can give a little bit of preview to our first years as well about uh, perhaps some clubs they'd like to join. But before we do that, I can talk a little bit about ISA since you guys won't be talking about that. Um, So ISA is the Indian Student Association. Uh, We have a couple of exec members and a couple of members in this podcast speaking with you guys and it's not really even just for indians we have plenty of uh, other south asian people as well as even people of other races it's a very uh, inclusive environment and we do all sorts of things ranging from fun social events to cultural events so that we can stay connected to indian indian roots so it's a very all-encompassing organization um, so yeah, if you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, some other organizations you guys are involved with outside of class, that would be fantastic. Yeah, so I did a lot of model UN or MUN in, in, in high school. I guess I was that guy. Uh, but I really wanted to be a part of something like that, but not be really invested. Uh, so I tried out to be part of the Veyman Secretariat and Veyman's the high school conference that we host. And it, it really got me introduced to new people. I learned new things about the university as well. 
Um, and it was more of an experience that I thought I'd never like or thought it would be below me. Um, and I've learned that it's really something a lot more than that. And it's nice to experience different social groups as well. Um, and it's something I definitely would urge everyone to try is to try expanding your social circle one way or another. Yeah, I also got in, um, involved in an organization that I was involved in in high school, and then I kind of brought it over here. So um, I was involved in Students Helping Honduras in high school, which is like an organization that helps build schools in Honduras. And I actually went um, after the junior after my junior year of high school down to Honduras, and I helped build um, a school. So I was very passionate about it. And when I came to UVA, um, I knew they had a chapter and um, they had actually scaled it back in the last couple years. Um, so it was very interesting to join. And um, it was a really nice way for me to, I feel feel like I was giving back to the community in a, you know, in a virtual sense, in a, you know, fundraising sense. So we did a lot of like um, virtual fundraising and I met a bunch of people from a bunch of different organizations um, and different backgrounds and different majors and now I'm on exec and I really like it. Um, when I started first year I knew that I wanted to dance because I was like really big into dance in high school and I'm like even now I'm like obsessed with it so I tried out for the Bunger team and Virginia Deshawn was definitely like one of my favorite experiences of first year and even now almost all of my like friends come from there spending nine hours a week dancing in like an mp room in like a gym really bonds you especially when <laughs> two hours in you're dead or like when we're doing run-throughs before competitions like before competitions like the amount of the amount of experiences that all of us have been through really bonded all of us we did so much like we went to Carter's Mountain the team went to and like obviously driving hours to go to comps to like P Pittsburgh and UNC like all of those were amazing experiences so yes if you're even a little interested in dancing or joining like a club that's similar to like Bhangra or anything like that I would really encourage it because those are the experiences you're going to remember throughout your college experience and like even further down I think that was really amazing for me. Yeah, so um, one club I'm really passionate about, and any of my friends know, I will always talk about this, is the Survivor at UVA Club. And if any of you guys are aware of a reality TV show called Survivor, it's basically completely that. It's a social experiment. We play challenges. We have mental and physical challenges. We have a lot of strategy, a lot of fun um, social events and it's like a very small like I would say like 40 to 50 member club so you get to make a lot of like deep connections and they're all years so you get to definitely ask for advice from upperclassmen and if you guys want to hear more about Survivor just hit me up DM me I am always willing to talk about it um yeah Awesome. Awesome. That's that's great to hear. Um, I'm actually involved in another organization outside of ISA as well. That's the Salsa Club, um, where, you know, we dance to salsa music and to other Latin music. So if you're interested in that, you can also ask me about it as well. Um, okay, so now moving into our penultimate topic here, um, some shenanigans, I guess, going deeper down this rabbit hole of being more than just our classwork. 
Um, before we start this section of the podcast, though, I'd like to, I would like to preface that uh, underage drinking does happen in college, uh, but it's not something that ISA endorses, uh, you know, taking that very seriously. Uh, it's just something that, that happens, but it, it does not happen on an organizational-wide basis. It's, it's an individual choice. Um, but with that preface, let's talk a little bit about some shenanigans, just like what kind of stuff do you guys uh, get into that perhaps, whatever you're comfortable with sharing, that perhaps would be, uh, I guess, a little bit spicy. It's a, it's a good word that we like to use in salsa, but yeah. That's, that's actually a funny question. So I'm going to start with something a, a tad less spicy, something that <laughs> uh, something that was pushing the boundaries of pure comfort. Um, it was just that I had this obsession with, with crows or crossroads. Um, <laughs> I think every first year does. <laughs> it's the, it's the uh, convenience store part of your meal plan under OHO. And me and, the, and a homie just had to make full use of our meal plan. So every day, if we had a, a meal swipe remaining, we would go down right before they close um, and get ourselves like a quesadilla or something. And it's really innocent looking back, but like from now looking back, it's like, why did I do that to myself? Uh, I did not need to do that. I did not need to, to take part in a, such abnormal, unusual activities. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's like, that. I wouldn't say that's a very shenanigans uh, but it was just like that weird quirk I had. And I still talk to my, my hallmate about it. It's something really bonded about because we'd have conversations after. Uh, but in terms of shenanigans, uh, that's pretty much it. Nothing too whack. Uh, I got that out of my system in high school anyway, so. Oh, wow. The, okay. fact that, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the fact that Crowds closed past midnight, like, looking back, yeah. that was definitely one of the biggest gifts that UVA could have given me. The number of times that we went to, like, Crowds at, like, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. after our practice or, like, when we were studying and we were just hungry or bored and we wanted to eat, like, Crowds was the only place we would go just because it was, like, really close by and it was always open. So, that was definitely, I feel like Croods is the one experience that every first year has. Yeah. It's something you love to hate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in terms of shenanigans, I definitely second semester kind of got out of, I, I, I feel like I kind of amped it up a little bit with the shenanigans, but I think how a weekend first semester was probably the first time where I was like oh Divya um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a very you know like first year experience you like wake up the next morning and you're like ah UVA you know like um, but I remember like w- you know one time I-, I lived in the motels and you know I don't know why we had like pumpkins in my um sweet and they had gone bad and there was mold everywhere and we took all these pumpkins and we chucked them off the like our balcony and like I remember the next morning like the custodians pounding on our door being like why are there pumpkins everywhere and all of this just acting dumb and like it was you know like we were all sober but it was just like a thing we wanted to do and sometimes those are your best memories because it's college you know like you can do whatever you want um and that's like one very good memory I have I yeah, might add within I, within legal bounds, you can do whatever you uh, want. But of actually, we had something similar. So uh, for I don't know why, but we were just pranking RAs. But we would move furniture into the elevators for no oh. real reason. So there would be a, co- a sofa chair in the elevator, <laughs> uh, 
and it's just it's just there and we we wouldn't do anything about it but yeah it, it was uh innocent pranks i guess too yeah i remember the boys from downstairs put their ra's stuff in the shower like a weekend that he was gone <laughs> so sad. I, remember, I remember like moving the curtain and just seeing this poor RA stuff in the shower um and I was like I could that was just too good like I was like that's one of the best pranks yeah I remember one of when I think of like a shenanigan one of the first things that comes to my mind is there's like a cemetery right behind old dorms and almost i think like two or three times throughout first semester especially after like watching a horror movie on like friday night all of us would voluntarily choose to go like walk to the cemetery i had like some very scared friends and we would like go hide and like play hide and seek or like run like you know like creep around each other at night that was definitely an experience that i'm never gonna forget yeah i think for me I didn't even know we had a cemetery behind the old dorms, so that's odd. But um, for me, some of my favorite memories were definitely with my friends. Like we would watch Netflix or like some kind of movie downstairs in the open lounge spaces, and that was like a lot of fun. It was just like a relaxing way to hang out with people. And then I would always go to Insomnia Cookies in the middle of the night for some reason <laughs> with like my friends all the time if it was someone's birthday hell yeah we're going there yeah um if I'm starving yes I'm going there so I definitely didn't utilize my meal swipes like I sh- probably should have because <laughs> I was definitely spending way too much money but I kind of also want to make a disclaimer um I think a lot of times when we think of shenanigans you think it has to be partying and that involves drinking and just know that like that's not the case Mm -hmm. like I don't really drink at all and none of my friends ever made me feel like I had to or made me feel like I stood out for not doing that so don't feel pressured to be anyway like be comfortable with who you are yeah I think that's a really great piece of advice I was also like in my friend groups I was also one of the few people who like just chose not to drink only because of like I didn't feel like I needed to I wasn't comfortable doing it and they all my friends always made it like really easy for me to have fun with them even though like I was choosing not to drink and I feel like having friends who are willing to do that for you and who like make you really comfortable is a really important part of you know like transitioning into an environment like UVA's but pro tip on insomnia cookies never order delivery like I'm telling you the two times that we did Wait, that, really? it took like Wait, no, three what? hours to come to our dorm that was, I, I feel like going there and waiting in line is definitely better than like ordering it and waiting. It makes the cookie more worth it, doesn't it? Wait, it's really nice. Yeah, walking the corner and getting your cookies. It's a good vibe. Yeah. I do have to say the one time that they took a really long time though, one of my friends and I called the like the Insomnia Cookies Warehouse in like Ohio or something. <laughs> and we went full Indian <laughs> Uncle on them and we got like 17 free cookies. Oh my so God. that that was we ordered 17 like cookies on my birthday and that was an experience that I'm never gonna forget. But it all came from delivering That's it. Awesome. So maybe you want to try once, go ahead and deliver it to get the free cookies. But if you want your cookies, go get them from the actual store. <laughs> yeah. I just I just you you reminded me by saying just having the corner and reach is really nice and one of the not so innocent I guess memories of, of first year would be um, the ability to be spontaneous like you could go to the corner uh, one night go out to the corner and just end up and not know where the night's going to take you 
And that's happened a few nights. And that's one of the best experiences I've had. And obviously you can't do that again. Uh, but the, the one message I took away was just like, be spontaneous, uh, mm-hmm. be open to new, to new experiences. Um, and you know what happens when you go to the corner and one thing leads to another, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't really be like that. Um, yeah. Be spontaneous wherever. Um, like be safe, anywhere, actually. but be spontaneous. <laughs> exactly. If you're going to speak the lawn, speak the lawn with a mask. On uh, on that note, um, I really appreciate you guys being very open and honest about your shenanigan experiences. And and one final note that I'd like to add on that is uh, something that I found very interesting in one of my classes that I took, where the teacher took a poll. So she asked us a two part question, uh, and there were all sorts of questions. So there was, how many times do you think people are drinking and partying a week? How many times? How many times a semester do you think people are hooking up? Things like that. And she asked it in two parts. She asked first for your own personal answer, like how many times are you doing these things? And then also how many times do you think other people are doing these things? And the answers were were shocking in that uh, people thought people were going out, drinking, partying, and were hooking up a lot more than they actually were. So the point I'm trying to make here is that don't fall into the expectation of what you think college should be because in actuality, it's very much like what these guys just described to you. And it's, it's doing the spontaneous things like going to insomnia cookies and doing very safe things. It's, it's not always yeah. just drinking yeah. and, and partying and things like that. Like I okay. remember I was also pretty surprised because like before you go to UVA, there's like a survey that you had to fill out. And it's like, how many people do you think drink alcohol and like stuff like that? And, like, the actual number is so much less than, like, the number I remember exactly. guessing. Right. So, yeah. All right. So, one last question I have for you guys. This is the last topic we'll cover here today. Uh, and it's very quite simple. Um, what was your favorite memory from first year? Drew, are you sure you should be asking that question? <laughs> uh, well I, I understand your guys first year was got a little bit short. <laughs> uh, if you want i can also naturally jump in on this one no. pitch in first if you guys yeah you can you can start you can start <laughs> okay well for me my favorite uh moment my first year was and always has been for each consecutive year lighting of the lawn i absolutely mm. love that and i really hope that they can find some way to make that virtual this year which i have no doubt that they will it's it's honestly my favorite uva tradition um everyone it's it's holiday season everyone's just in a really great mood and uh there's happy you know vibes everywhere so that definitely my favorite it's like perfect weather as well and uh the actual physical lighting of the lawn is is very beautiful as well actually i'll second you on that one it's uh as a first year i'm like wow i'm actually at uva and and it's yeah. funny because it's the it's the big jolt of energy before final start um yes. and it was definitely an experience definitely an environment that i remember and i'll definitely uh, reminisce of for a long time um my first would also be lighting of the lawn but like very close second would be the duke uva game that was in february um <laughs> somehow I got tickets me and two of my friends got tickets and I don't think I have screamed and jumped that much like as a five foot three person I was like jumping <laughs> left and right the game was so close it was like two points and I remember and when that was we a won. Up walk, right yeah yeah and I remember when we won like 
in that moment being like, God, like I go to the University of freaking Virginia and like we just beat Duke. Like those moments, yeah. it's such a school spirited move, like moment, whether you are into sports, whether you're not into sports, just standing in like JPJ and just being like, or not JPJ, like Johnson. Yeah, yeah, JPJ yeah. and just being like, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, JPA? <laughs> JPJ and just being like, oh my God, like this is my school. Like, you know, and it's, the most think, amazing feeling. If you think that Duke game was hype, I was here for the national championship night. I can't even imagine, but that was probably my favorite moment. I remember like calling my mom and being like, I love UVA. Like, it was just so good. Um, yeah, I think honestly, the first weekend that comes to my memory is ECS weekend. So for those of you who don't know, ECS is the East Coast Showdown, which is like an intercollegiate slash like independent dance competition that's like Bhangra and Ross. And so many different teams, like 16 different teams from across the country come to UVA and UVA hosts it. And I was one of the liaisons, which means like you basically stay with the team from the moment they come on Friday afternoon to like when they leave on Sunday morning. And it was an exhausting weekend. Like I remember I slept at like three o'clock Friday night, got up at like five o'clock to go to go back to the venue and like watch my team practice at rehearsal and stay with them all day. It was tiring. We were running around so much, but the memories that I made with some of the team members from VCU, like I didn't even know a lot of them and I'm still friends with them now. Um, the experiences that I shared with some of the other liaisons and the board members. And then finally Saturday afternoon, watching all the teams on stage perform like screaming my heart out like that was that was definitely one of the things I'm I'm definitely gonna miss um if it doesn't happen this year like ECS was definitely an amazing experience um yeah so I think for me my favorite memory is um oddly enough it was an ISA event and it was the semi-formal and I, I guess I can't really pinpoint why it was my favorite other than the music was amazing and I just loved dancing and all my friends were there. And of course, you get to dress up and feel all cool and pretty. So yeah, I think the semi-formal was definitely my favorite. Okay. Well, thank you guys for this amazing podcast. Thank you for your answers. The semi-formal is a whole lot of fun. I'm sure we can find some way to replicate that. Uh, again uh, virtually this year um, so I hope for, for everyone listening here that we were able to provide a thorough and comprehensive review of what it's like to be a first year at UVA what to expect and of course how to adjust to being online as well uh, so on behalf of uh, my colleagues here today uh, Pritsvi, Divya, Ritvik and Ritika, I thank you guys for listening and I bid you a good night. Goodbye, guys. Good night. Bye, guys. Good night. Bye. Bye.